1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com host
0: hello and welcome to the driving mall show i hope you are all well folks and that you did overindulge during christmas and new year a little bit too much eating a little bit too much drinking um having a bit of fun over that time all nice and safe despite that um, I know I uh, yes, probably ate too much and uh, drank a bit too much and uh, I've taken on a couple of new jobs as well. So we might, or a new job. So I might uh, talk about that at some point uh, during the show so that you know what's going on in uh, uh, sort of uh, New Zealand rugby HQ. Um, but uh, joining me from the deep south is uh, Cornflake hating, sir. I'm good. Not, not as exciting as you, clearly. You know,
2: it, it's another hot day. Please don't overheat, Mr. Camera. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, roll on January. That's all I can say. You know, we've got what? A few weeks till the Six Nations starts, a few weeks to a, a new rugby game mm. that won't exist, and um a few weeks till Super Rugby, right? So, you know, woo, You know, get excited. Yeah! Screw all that other sorry, stuff. Sorry, a, a yeah. new game that
0: won't exist? What are you want about?
2: A new rugby game coming out the end of January at the start of the Six Nations, which. Oh, computer been...
0: computer game. right. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes.
2: In so, in, in release, uh, in speculation for about. Well, it got. I was supposed to come out the start of the Rugby World Cup. Um, got postponed, so it's died literally. Um, and it, yeah, there's no information. So how do how do you how do you release a product when there's literally no information in your three weeks from release? Uh, yeah.
0: Wow. Poor. Yes, that's um that's that's very poor. Uh, and uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Steve has got his own YouTube channel. Um, where he plays. Um computer game or rugby, rugby computer games. Um, so go check that out. If uh, if you're into rugby and computer games, that's the place to be. Uh, me, haven't got a clue about those sort of things. So that's why that's when he said, oh, there's a new game coming up. There we go. Charlie, how are you doing uh, in the live chat there on YouTube? So, yeah, so folks, we go live on a Monday when we do go live, that is at 8pm, um, because this is our first show since the 4th of December. Sorry, folks. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that in, the, in a second. Um, but uh, it says hello. Can't wait for rugby to start. To hurry up and start. Yes, um, it's second uh, of February. Um, is uh, is kind of when rugby starts from my point of view. Um Callflake has been keeping a track of the um, uh, the URC and uh, and uh, the Premiership and the top fourteen, and all of that kind of stuff. Me, I've totally switched off. had some downtime. But yes, second of Feb, France versus Ireland. What a way to kick off the Six Nations. Really looking forward to that one. That could be the title decide for for the first game, Steve.
2: What about the Crusaders and Munster? Isn't that uh, before the end of the month? Is it or is it in early February? That's that's a that's a big one. But oh, Six Nations, uh, I, I don't know honestly. After the World Cup, I just don't know about Ireland anymore. I just don't know about Ireland anymore. France, hey, um, the big thing about France is who's going to be available and who's not. You know, the whole Dupont going missing. He's off to sevens now. So he's not going to be around for, uh, for France, for the Six Nations. And then he's going to be away for the next Six Nations as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to look back at the World Cup and go, this is what should be and could be and would be and should happen. But, hey, we all know about that. It's, it's not really what's going to go down. Because the might of Scotland is going to power on through. And the Italians are going to power on up. And they're going to upset everyone. And I'm sorry, Wales, maybe next
0: year. And England are going to play ten-man rugby in its uh, hey, its absolute no. purest oh, form, oh, and oh, uh, with the tournament.
2: Oh, Farrell's gone. He's gone to <laughs> Rassing. No more Farrell. It's time to rejoice. He's well. Rumours are he's gone to he's gone to ninety-two. So, does England well, even, change the rules so they can slip Farrell um, for the England squad even
0: before that? Even before look, he's taking a sabbatical anyway um, because that's because he is probably the um, as far as social media goes, the most hated um, rugby player on the planet. Um, and takes an awful lot of vitriol, whatever he does. In all honesty, um, so and uh, let's it. oh, It is over the top. I'm not saying he's the cleanest player in the world, but uh, but he definitely. Um, all he has to do is sneeze, and someone goes, "Oh, shoulder tackle! He hasn't got any arms." Um, so so yes, uh, but no,
2: yes, I think uh, now. He, he he throws intercept passes now. On the weekend, he threw an absolute shocker. Oh my boy! It was literally the guy I was standing in his backline, facing him like this, and he threw it straight at him. Uh, it's like you know those comedy reels, but uh but yeah, hard to disagree.
0: As I said, 10 man rugby. He shouldn't be passing the ball. What's it why is he passing it? <laughs> hey, come on.
1: <laughs>
2: What's you, you you should be the one promoting this man. You, you, as the Englishman, you should be out here going, Hey, look, there's there's a number of great English players in the backs, especially who are actually quality. Uh that I, I, I can't say his name properly because I haven't seen enough, but for where, or something like that incredibly fast and powerful winger uh just recently declared for england um as opposed to wales i think it was or, or another nation anyway um and of course the, the form um throughout their centers um has just been so good and so strong and powerful when you look at these guys and say uh so where were you in september last year because <laughs> you know they, they weren't a white um and, and they have been incredible so you know, I look at it and say, "Man, England could be so much better of a team um, than they were at that World Cup," which is 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 kind of scary, I guess, because the way they played the at World Cup was quite impressive, right? And the well, fact they that so good. much of that
0: talent. Uh, What's well, third seven, best team? Third best team in the tournament, and and you, and you, exactly. and, you
2: <laughs> and 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 so many players were left back, and you look at them now, and you say, "Well, why aren't you playing for England?" And spe- in the back line, especially, you know. Um, you know, Daly's playing in midfield, and he's actually playing decent enough. Why are you out on the wing, looking like an absolute piece of trash? So, you know, I, I I watch those games now, and I go, man, is it you know, is it just the directiveness from the top that's just wanting that style of play and just shutting out all these sort of guys who are, you know, just not getting the chances that it could really change that team. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of scary. There's a lot of good players over there. Good good for. International rugby if they you know if they actually selected them. But yeah. England's England's coming along nicely. I think mean, all those Northern hemisphere teams have a lot of talented players. It's just unlocking those guys to the next level is the, the big challenge, especially the smaller nations.
0: Oh look, um the so all, let all, let's let's just hope that um Steve Borthwick had that solid rugby because he took over the team late. And he will grow that scrote and will improve the style of rugby over the next four years. And we will see, as you say, all those players actually allowed to play rather than just told kick it to the corners uh, and play. Look, it worked very well against South Africa. They very nearly got the win, um, which was beyond their wildest dreams going to the tournament. People were talking about England not getting out their group. Um, So to get within a point of the world champions is uh, is is is, is remarkable. Um, Was it done in a nice fashion? No. But hey, um, it is what uh, it is. It is what it is. Um, so yes, there's that going. On. As you say, yes, the Munster versus the Crusaders and um, Munster rugby goes a world first clash of champions. Oh wow. Okay. Whatever. The <laughs> a preseason game for the Crusaders um, up yes. against a Munster team, which apparently, and let's I'm not. Um, I say I'm not been keeping track of this, but um, apparently they've got at least 15 injured players at the moment. Um, so they're in an absolute disastrous position from from what I hear from an injury point of view um, and uh, are not doing so great because of that, up against, let's say, the Crusaders in a pre-season game, wow, yes, a world first Clash of Champions, uh, nah, it isn't going to be, well, it will be a world first, um, but from a Clash of Champions point of view, sorry, nah, it's not, um, it's not that until we have a global season and for all the talk of having this new wonderful tournament that's coming out, we do not have a global season, that's bullshit. Just calling turning your July and November windows into a tournament to try and call it a global calendar. And to have a global calendar, um, we it isn't a clash of champions, it's a preseason game for the Crusaders, and it's a uh, game in the middle of their season where the, the monster don't really want because they've got other things on their mind.
2: Out, injuries.
0: But hey, um, I'm sure they'll they'll talk it up, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they'll talk it up, and that's it. Um, and about is it? What date is it? uh that's the 3rd of February so yes it's on the same weekend yep. opening same weekend fun. of the Six Nations wow <laughs> it's gonna clash with Italy versus England or um or Wales versus Scotland on that same day um so the um so, so yes, also I, the
2: internationals won't be available either so it kind of dilutes Munster even further doesn't it
0: yes um so yeah so it is it isn't a it was it, 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 it yeah technically it's class of champions. Um, it is, yeah. It's it's a bit of it is a, a bit of a, um, yeah. Just it's just an exhibition game. At the end of the day, it's I, not a real, real one to me.
2: I find this like to me. Yeah, you know, I agree with what you said. To me, this is a game that I think I think Munster should should control and, and and dominate because just because of the the continuity and the fitness and the season that they've had, they should be a lot more. What's the word to describe it? Yeah, you know, they they're a lot more better prepared. Um, yep. they've been through how many weeks now? I think they're about 11 or so weeks through their tournament or their competition now as well. Uh, they've been training for a long time. It's the same team for a long time. I mean, they've been without their internationals for half of it already. So they've come back and they're going to be here for about a few weeks and they're gone again. So it's not like they're not used to playing with those guys. Whereas the Crusaders, I mean, it's not like it's just a preseason game either. This is a Crusaders team that's undergone massive, massive transformation, uh, as we'll probably talk about soon you know so it's not like they're coming
0: into no, this no, no no okay, so folks, right, okay. Just, we won't it so
2: out, out later
0: we talked about it back on the 4th of december after so folks we do the folks. crusaders yes we did. We did, we did we did we did the blues chiefs and crusaders oh um, so so we're picking up with the highlanders when we when we kick off we have to get on with the show which I mean, showing <laughs> this, this is just the intro folks um but um so yeah, as you say but the um the flip side of that is at least because the all blacks finished at the end of october rather than the end of november um the crusaders should have Access to their All Blacks for this game. Normally, they wouldn't get access to their All Blacks until the middle of Feb, uh, because they'll be on compulsory um, compulsory off season. So, hope um, I, I'm, I'm assuming here that they will have had their their All Blacks for at least a week of preseason ahead of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, will um, they use them. The um, I, I I think for for a game of of, of this of, of the, that's been hyped up this much, I think they have to purely for the tv people not because it's a good thing to do but i think purely for um hey guys this yeah, is supposed to be this is basically the, the, the yeah <laughs> um, for those of you listening to the podcast um, <laughs> that's that's steve giving the money sign um, um a la ufc um but um he uh, but look this this in theory is supposed to go look we can get eyeballs we should have a we should have a world club championship um tournament that's what that's what that's the whole point of this game the point of this game isn't actually to make money I mean if they want to make money uh, a little bit of extra cash but this but the, the whole point of this game is to try and push that agenda of having a world club championships which I think is a total waste of time um with with the current with the current um calendar and just doesn't fit in full stop but that's what this is, that's what this is supposed to bring in so the um the Crusaders have to play um at least some of their' all blacks um in this one um to to, get, to 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 try and make this game look like it's semi-legitimate. Um, which is, it's already miserable It's Irish style, so no.
2: they play the Bristol Bears on the, the 9th of February as well. So it is actually two match series, which a lot of people don't actually realise or actually know. It, a lot of focus on that Munster game. They're playing Bristol on the 9th, the week later. Bristol Bears, premiership team.
0: So, um, so let's just uh, delete that comment there that we had uh, of uh, sort of about some um, politics folks this is a sports show this is not a politics show so um so yes we ignore that so that, that in the live chat over there on um in on, on Facebook folks um the um so yes so that's um I don't know so what so, so yes we'll, we'll we'll ignore won't go any more into that so yeah so um so that's when the, the the latest rugby that's coming up um so uh we'll get much we'll definitely get back into being regular um with those um with those games with, with with those tournaments kicking off, folks. Um, so yeah, so we'll um, and also as um, Steve said, we've got some, some stuff to talk about things like DuPont uh going off to the Olympics. Um, we've got uh, Mark Reason's six wishes for 2024. Um, to have a chat about um, the, what is the future of um New Zealand rugby, oh, sorry, of super, of super rugby because apparently, um, those um conversations are um, are kicking off now for the next TV deal, um, around that. Um, so those kind of stuff we'll talk about from um, next week. And as I say, then we'll be looking forward to the um, to the Six Nations and um, have and uh, we'll ramp back up again. Um, but as I say, <laughs> I can't believe it's more than a month ago now um, that we did our first part of this show um, talking about where well, we covered off on um, the Blues, Chiefs, Crusaders. We also looked at the Fijian Drua, um, uh, sorry, the Fijian Drua um, and also Moana Pacifica. So in this show, we're going, to have, we're going to kick off looking at the Highlanders and the Hurricanes, and then also a look across the ditch um, at um, what's going on with the um, Australian franchises as well um, from a uh, squad point of view, because I'm sure there's a whole bunch of um, money and politics points of view going on um, around Australian franchises, because there always is. Uh, but, um, but hey, um, I'll be honest, I'm not fully up to speed on that unless Steve is, uh, About the arguing between, um, between uh, Super Rugby franchises and uh, Australian Rugby. And uh, whether that's uh, and uh, also um, uh, the uh, Sydney clubs going no 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 we don't need Super Rugby what we really need is a shoot shield to be bigger and have more money put into it that's what that's what'll make Australia great again yes whatever anyway <laughs> on to um, let's kick man. on um, having a look at uh, at the the Highlanders um, squad uh, the ins and outs Um looking at their front row amongst the lot, amongst the props it's pretty much um, steady as she goes. Um, two uh, two players who were in um for a short term cover uh, or didn't play in the case of Jeff Thwaites um have, uh, uh, have uh, gone out but um DeGroote, de Groot inch Johnson Linnet Brown and uh, Mao are all there still um and that continuity um has got to bode well from a props point of view um but to finish off the front row which is where i think um the issue is going to be Steve uh, is at hooker and the fact that um, We've got Lenny Apasai, uh, Andrew Maculejo, and Reese Marshall have all left, um, and you've got um, uh, Jack Taylor with was it one Super Rugby game um, experience, um, Henry Bell and Ricky Jackson with zero Super Rugby experience. One of them has been over to the USA to play a bit of um, uh, Major League Rugby, um, but boy oh boy, that's a, uh, that's a that's a that's a a um, a very raw um, or inexperienced um, hooking department there.
2: That's all right. The Jack Taylor's the future. The future, the hero, the hero of the Hollanders knew that they were needed, needed. The man from a great region of Southland, he's gonna take control, he's gonna take over, he's gonna dominate like he has with the under-20s and what he did with preseason last year. Uh he's good, man. He's he's a, I like it because it's gonna give young players opportunity to actually play and not just sit on the bench. The the Highlanders, hey, look, they they go into the season and they're like, you know, the expectation probably isn't that high for them. So this is a time, a a good time to do this. I think, especially Taylor, and uh, going by the comments of Bell, uh, are the future uh, guys they need to pick up on and and run with. So I I don't mind it. I mean, they've shown promise, they've shown potential. uh, So why not? I mean, why why spend big money when you've got, you know, just going to sit these talents on the bench that have played for... Uh, the under-20s, and come through the system. Uh, give them a go. See how they go. I mean, if it all falls apart, well, then you've got a problem. But I I, I have faith in that. I and, and you've got experience beside them, too. Like you say, those props are very, very good. You, you name off, what, six players here and five of them, you probably wouldn't raise too much of an eyebrow if they were starting. Sure, there's there's a the better and there's the good. But still, they're all quality of super rugby level. Apart from, I guess, Luke Inch, who I've not seen much of at all. Uh, but, you know, slap him inside of a, a good, exciting little hooker. Jack Taylor is a, a very good around-the-park hooker. I've seen um, from him playing. He's, he gets around a lot. He's, you know, Dane Cole's sort of like, if you want to compare the way he roams and breaks, tackles, and speed for a, a front rower. So, you know, exciting and should fit in, hopefully, well with how this highlanders team play as well. And learn, you know, off a similar player like Ethan Groot that did the same path.
0: And look, they're both from Otago, and actually, one of the, looking through um, where they're trying, where where they're they're bringing players in from. Um, what we've seen previously in previous years with the Highlanders is they've got someone from Auckland, they've got someone from um, uh, from Taranaki, they've got someone from, and uh, they're all over the shop. Um, one of the good things looking through this is um, that um, they have they've, they've they've looked at home, uh, they've gone and they've gone right, okay, which players can we have had as part of our academy? Um, and could have had, had some experience and could we have could we have known and, and worked with prior to bringing them in um because though both those guys both from otago when we get down and look at the um Southland Southland the, Well, it says Otago they play for uh, what Bell and Bell and Jackson um no Taylor no yeah yeah but Taylor's, Taylor was um Taylor was, was part of the team last year as well um yes. even if only on a short term um, whereas they both uh, the other two players are from from Otago so um what I like is how many players have come from Southland and Otago into this squad uh, they haven't been going out around the around all of, all of all of New Zealand, sort of searching for players in the way they have done previously. So I like that that about it. Um, mm-hmm. and you talk about the fact that these hookers have got experienced um uh props, they've also got experienced jumpers in that in there as well. Mitch and Shea comes down for the Crusaders with Fabio Holland, uh Perry, Perry Parkinson and Will Tucker. There's guys there. I'm sure, they've lost Josh Dixon, um, Josh. Um, Beckwith has, has gone back to Southland, um, but he was a short-term um, replacement. I mean, he'll he'll obviously be I think he'll probably be called back up again if there's an injury. But in those four props, you've got experienced guys who know Super Rugby, um, and again, so they're throwing to experienced jumpers, um, and they've got experienced guys um, up their backside at scrum time. Um, so uh, they've yeah they've got that they're surrounded by experience, and that makes it much easier to bring in um young hookers. So I think from that point of view, from a squad view, I think they've done a good job there um with their locks as well. I think Shea is um is a is a cracking signing. Uh wasn't getting enough um game time at the Crusaders. And I think um will we'll we'll strengthen that locking department.
2: Yeah, 100%. percent Yeah. Can't go wrong. If stealing anyone from the Crusaders you're doing something right, aren't you? Especially, you know, the last few seasons they've had. <laughs> and yeah, versatile sort of guy too, I guess he gives you a bit more of that a power of a back rower playing in the second row as well, kind of doesn't he? Because he he has spent a bit of time um flirting with those back row positions too. So uh yeah, like it. Typically, Highlanders have done this quite often with f- sort of fringe crusader players, and they generally, not always, generally turn out all right. But yeah, experienced guy adds to a very experienced uh type five, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, absolutely. Type five. Bits some um, bit more concerning, I think, is gonna be the loose so There's some um, uh when you th- when you think uh, with, with Frizzell, Lenches, and Maculati like too. Um, that could have been your starting back right, and you've been quite happy with that. Um, unfortunately for Lenchies, injuries have have, um, have kept him out of that position, um, so he hasn't been there all the time, but he was captain um, of the Highlanders um, at uh, one point. So um, you've uh, three, three players that we missed, um, not just on the park, but also off the park um, as well, with, so with Lenchies being one of the leaders in the squad. Again, I like where they're getting their players from. Michael's from Southland um, and Stoddart from Otago with the experience of Tom Sanders coming back from um, from Tokyo so brings back he's played for the Crusaders he's played for the Chiefs um brings you back some experience and actually you've lost a lot of experience with those players going away um so, so so joining in so um the uh so yeah so with 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 Broughton Haig, uh, Billy Harmond obviously uh, Hicks Michaels uh, Hugh Renton Tom Sanders Stoddart and with I think you've got you, you, you can put a back row together Plus, there's some young, exciting guys that we that will see how they grow into this because we've not seen them at this level yet. Um, the uh, if you think that um, Oliver Haig was only in as a um, uh, as a short-term pickup last year um, with injury cover, he's in now full time. Um, so, uh, giving that it's, they're, they're they're looking at growing this, and I say I like where they're getting their players from.
2: Yeah, and what's really sad about this is what happened to Marino Macaulay, too, man. He was so good a couple of years ago. He was driving towards that all-black jersey. He was a standout in the back row. He was powerful. He was he was ticking all the boxes. He was that answer to those positions that you know, New Zealand rugby was struggling with. And then did he get a really big injury uh, a couple of years ago? And just something happened to him and he just fell completely off the horse. The last time I saw him, you know, trying to force his way back into a super rugby team, just... Yeah, there you go. Rib injury, round one last year. Thank you. Um, I thought that was it. I was literally probably on a plane. Um, thanks for reminding me. So missing that exciting part. But yeah, such a great player. Um, but so, so disappointing end to his New Zealand rugby. Well, maybe not his end, but his current end to his uh, New Zealand career. But yeah, uh, otherwise outside of him, I thought he could have been, he could have been the standout for a long time in a hidingness jumper. But yeah, Billy Harmon's going to be the key to that back row. Uh, he is impressive. Again, talk about the Mitchell Dunshay impact. Billy Harmon, exactly the same sort of situation. Uh, a bit of experience, a bit of youth recruiting well. Um, And I, I just, yeah, the focus certainly changed last year, I think, within the Highlanders with how they go about building their squad. And I think in the long term, maybe a bit of pain short term, but I think in the long term, it's going to sort this franchise out very, very nicely. And I think a lot of these guys quite often show promise Throughout the Otago, Southland region, but never get that chance to push their way up further through when you've got these other guys from other regions coming in. But so now it's good to see actually that pathway developing for these guys to actually get the opportunity, get the chance to impress and and still play with the experience and the guys who have been around these areas for a while as well. So it's, it's all good, good. And let's be honest, Southland and Otago, typically Southland, what do they produce? Good forwards. (laughs) <laughs> we don't produce much us, do we? Well, typically, Southland have gone, you know, poor Miller days, good number eights, good props, not really locks, but back rowers and front rowers. It's kind of Southland's being drink, right? Use that, you know, use that sort of strength in your backyard.
0: Yeah, I mean it's cold down there, you know, handling is difficult. So who who wants to be a back? Um, so look, yeah, you got to. It's so I, I'm happy that look with with, with see Harmond, Renton, Saunders, you've got a decent experienced back row. To start off with, there if you want to, uh, and you need to look at slotting in other guys um, to gain experience and see how well they go. is kind of it's how I see it happening, um, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Into the scrum halves, then, um, and look, they lost Triple T at the beginning of the season last year. So put him in here as a, as a as a transfer at the end of this season um, is a bit of a strange one, um, but there you go. Um, uh, Huiti um, Parapara was uh, in as a short term replacement, so he's, um, uh, he's he's so he's not a real big loss either. Um, Aaron Smith, clearly uh, the experience. But um, yeah, he, he he goes with is a big loss for them. But look, at the end of the day, at some point, some point you had to uh, move on from Aaron Smith. Because um, uh, but um, and now is 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 exactly the right time. Um, the three guys have got in there; all were around last year, so that's great news. Which means they know the systems, they know the play, they know the coaches. Um, they, uh, they 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 know that they, it's not like you're starting from scratch with one of your key playmakers. Uh, so James Al Scott, Flavio Catava, and uh, Nathan. Nathan um, Hasty. Now, obviously, Falafo um, Katava is the person that everyone's expecting to step up at this point. Um, but um, we'll uh, um, I say I, I, I'm, I'm happy with where they are with those scrum halves and the fact that they've gone for continuity rather than going, oh, we've lost Aaron Smith. Help. Let's go and try and find somebody from um, Sam Knock from, from, from the Blues or something. Um, a guy who's got some experience, but isn't has, has never actually shown sort of massively that he'll make it. They've stuck with their guys and gone, yep, continuity here. So I'm happy with that. Um, from um from that from that point of view. Um fly halves then um a massive experience going in, in Marty Banks, Freddie Burns and Mitch Hunt. But let's be honest, Marty Banks um uh, didn't play last year and he's getting towards the end of his career. So about time to move on. Um but then you look at the guys um again who who they're bringing, so Camilla's the uh, the incumbent who they're bringing in AJ um uh, falafi fanger uh, from Otago um, and sorry i probably butchered um that's um uh that 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 name um and then um Reece Pratchell in as um a bit of, uh, for a bit of experience uh replacing the sort of Freddie burns kind of role um that uh, ah, look it's it's i i i don't um have a problem with uh Otago i mean sorry with Highlanders bringing in um some of these experienced guys i think it adds to what is a squad that can be quite often inexperienced um and uh i think Cam Miller will uh, will um uh, will find having someone like Reece Patch around really, really useful for his development. Um I think I think Cam Miller's gonna be the guy that's given the keys um to this team, Steve.
2: Yeah, I, I kinda like how the direction of style that it looks like they're going to of this back line as well. You know, James Oscott played a little bit last year and the year before. He didn't play the year before that. Um, So he's got a little bit of a taste of, of what he can do. But Fakataba is going to be a guy who's going to want to run the ball. He's going to be a guy that's going to be a bit more faster, a bit more snipey, a bit more exciting and to make things happen rather than just to spark his backline a bit more than Smith would have done typically. And Reese Patchel is much of the same sort of a, an attacking sort of runner at the line more than we've probably seen from a Freddie Burns sort of style of player, although he was within his own right that style too. But I don't think, I look, honestly, is, I, I don't count Marty Banks, right? Marty Banks, okay, great veteran, <laughs> you know, mean player, all that fun, fun stuff. Um, a, an icon of, of I guess, Southland and Otago and New Zealand rugby for, for a longer ex, extension of that. Freddie Burns, yeah, okay, cool We experienced last year. It was cool to see some Northern Hemisphere players come down. Uh, and get a little bit of a chance. Mitch Hunt was probably the one you'd say, okay, that's a big loss. But is it really? Is it really? Like Mitch Hunt, okay, he's got experience. He's played a lot of games. But has he really been that direction? Has he really been that pivotal number 10? They played him at fullback a lot. His goal kicking was typically wayward, but then it will be good. But then he wasn't really a super composed, ice in his veins sort of guy that's going to, slot you those crucial kicks, he was just the kind of guy that was there because he was there and he filled the role, but he was never really an answer to a number 10 jersey. And I'm hoping that Cam Miller's going to be now a a genuine long-term, you're the 10, you're going to play 10 most of the time and get that role embedded into him and not just be the guy that's there because he's there a guy that's there because he's good enough, because he's progressing, because he's developing, because he's leading the team and going forward with the side rather than just plugging a hole like a piece of tape. Mitch Hunt, great player to sit on a bench. Okay, he's a very nice number 22 for me. Um, Could cover a few positions, can kick your goals if you really get desperate. But uh, To start and, and be such a, in a pivotal position like that, I, I want someone who I can, rely on to do that job and be that man. My number 10 is my number 10. Hence why I'm not a huge fan of, of the Bowden Barrett's of this world. Are you a 10 or your fullback? Okay, <laughs> you've got two very important positions. Okay, fullback, okay, could be a bit more fluid, but a 10 is such an important position. Be a 10. Mitch, I know it's not your fault, it's the coach's fault, but I want you to be a 10, man. Be a 10 for me. So I yeah. hope we get a bit of attacking play. Um, Arscott's the biggest sort of guy as well, so I think we're going to see him uh, be a bit more involved and, and try to force the force issue a bit. but you know, fast, snappy, strong sort of player. So yeah, I think the backline should have a lot more threat about the season and I think having a, a fresh 10 in here to, to really push his case with so many weapons. I don't know, Highlanders with weapons? What are you talking about? Yeah, we got finishers this year so let's get excited.
0: <laughs> You've got finishers, but I think the issue might be, um, how does the ball get to them? No, not um, really Gregory.
2: Gone. He's gone. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um because if you look at uh, in, in the centers you've lost Gregory Paya um and really unfortunately Thomas Amanga Jensen um to um to injury. Uh, it's Ooh. a real shame because I mean he, he's there's there's a player that could have um uh been making a case for the All Blacks um uh, at uh, at some point in his career uh, but unfortunately injuries have um, have held him back. Um coming in um Talia, uh, from the uh, Blues brings a bit of experience to those um, to, to the centres where you've got um, Tahiwi, uh, Timu um, and wanga uh, now or Fanga sorry um, with Tahiwi T- um, and uh, Fanga both on short term deals last year. So again, guys are bringing through, um, showing faith in their development pathways to fill the gaps where as I say they've lost three players um in the uh, the uh in in this area uh and experienced players as well and they they played a lot of uh, um a lot of minutes those uh between them um in the last couple of years so to yeah, trust in their pathways again um uh, brought one experienced player in to support those younger guys who are coming through the pathways i think this again shows shows good recruitment um from the um from the highlanders uh, i'm happy with that but as i say definitely um an experience in there with an inexperienced fly half in Cam Miller. I say, he's got a couple of years with them. Um, and uh, look, he's come through the un- New Zealand 20s. Um, so look, he's someone that they've been looking at for a while. But uh, it's going to be interesting if, if I was a, um, a, uh, an opposition looking at them, it would be right get in their faces, don't give them time, and see how flustered they get. And see, can they cope with the pace of super rugby? Um, now maybe they'll um but so that, so i can see that from a from an opposition point of view from a locals from, from a high point of view again great to see local guys coming through and being given a chance um so i love it from that point of view i think you say good recruitment um but definitely an area that will what is a is a bit of a wait and see um on um, on that one because you say when we go to the next group there are some weapons on the outside
2: yeah i mean to me honestly i look at this and i it, it sits in the same as the Machan category to me it's like <clears throat> you say for oppositions To attack the midfield, right? Which I understand, fair enough. But let's be honest, you put those... Okay, two of those. Dumanga Jensen, quality guy. But you put Gregory and Fatuli Paya back in this team and back in starting as an opposition, what would you say? Attack the midfield. Because if you make Fatuli Paya make a tackle, he's going to get injured. So he's going to be gone. He's going to be off the rest of the season. Scrogg Gregory, average. I'm sorry, average.
0: Well, no, I wouldn't say attack it. I would say... I'm not concerned about it. With, with those guys in, I'm not really worried about it. If we put them under pressure, they'll probably cope because, hey, they've got experience here. But Gregory! But, but, but look, but they're not going to break my line. They're not going to cause me any issues defensively. Yeah, no worries. I I'm not concerned about them. Um, yep. Whereas, so, yeah. So, from that point, yeah, we put them back in It as experience. But, as you say, it doesn't add any danger to for the opposition.
2: I, I think towards last year, and the Highlanders, I would say, attacked their edges because they're really weak and, and kind of makeshift on their edges and they they really like this thing and they've been doing it since Tomkinson and, and Thompson back in the days, putting those midfielders who are really good midfielders on the wing who weren't that fast and they just kind of played with two, four midfielders essentially through that back line. That was always a, a really bad thing and they did the same with Gregory uh, and I kind of feel sorry for him in a way because where really was his spot? Again, it's this whole shifting players around and they never really know where their position is but Now, if you put them in and you say, "Okay, we've really opened up that depth in the outside backs, where that weakness would be would be the midfield regardless. So I'm kind of happy. It's fresh faces. I've I've seen enough of Gregory. I've not seen enough of Faturi Paya because he spent most of it in hospital. Um, And when I talked about players from the Crusaders coming down to the Highlanders being mostly a success, he's been the biggest disappointment because he just didn't get a chance through injuries and opportunities to play as well as he did in that, what, one season where he was quite a standout for that Crusaders midfield. Unfortunate for him, um, but, yeah, it's time to move on. I'm happy to see Gregory gone. He's doing nothing for Zebri over there as well. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. He runs around like he had this chicken with an afro chicken, uh, just like he did here. So, yeah, let's move on. I'm happy to see something in this midfield new, uh, and hopefully it's something exciting. But, yeah, like Nocturnal says, I... As much as I don't want to see it, I think we may see a little bit of those outside backs coming into the inside backs, as it were, to just kind of shore it up a little bit for experience.
0: Now, this, as you say, there are definite finishers in this back three. Um, this oh, back yeah. three, it um, uh, depends what how you want to go. Do you want to go full-on attack, or do you want actually yes. a steady hand at 15? We'll see which which way they want to go. I know you want to see you shaking your head there about that. But um, on the way out then... Um, we've got um, Dawai, uh who I think promised a lot, but never actually really kind of um, uh, d- delivered in the end. Whether injuries um, and stuff held him back, but um, yeah, always a promising player, um, but um, uh, but but never a player that really um, managed to to, to 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 deliver it. A couple of other players also going back to um, uh, to NPC or um, Hartland Championship in um, Hurley and um, Corroy uh, there in, but both those guys were in as injury cover anyway. Um, last year, so we might see them back as injury cover. Um, again, um, players coming in then. Um, Jacob Rattimakovie, uh, Neepkins, and sorry, I have just gone and uh, butchered that. Um, a uh, player with them, um, uh, southern background. Um, and then, um, and from Wana Pacifica. Um, the perhaps one of the most deadly, uh, outside backs. Um, a player that's, um, that I think is, uh, that, that if you're not careful, you're going to totally underestimate. Because yes, he is a very powerful and quick runner, but he's also um, a player um, that actually uh, is, is actually a, th- a real thinking um, rugby player. Um, so he knew, I remember watching him at the, in MPC a couple of years ago, um, where he was actually fantastic under um, the high ball on a wet night. Um, and he hadn't been great a couple of weeks earlier, but he'd gone away and worked on it and then suddenly, against Hawke's Bay, I think it was, um, he was 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 was, it was absolutely fantastic under that high ball. So there's a guy who knows who who, who looks at where his weak, where his weaknesses are, and goes away and really works on it. A real serious I mean, look. He comes across as a very jovial player and is very joking on on, on all your social medias, but um, I think actually deep down is a real serious player about his rugby. So two really good signings to to come in there. So what we've got, we've got some Bogado, um, Connor, Garden Bashup. Uh, Jonah Lowe, uh, Nariki, the two players I mentioned, plus Sam Gilbert um, in there. The player that, uh, that I was kind of hinting at there with, with Sam Gilbert as that steadying hand um, at uh, 15. But I, how do you fit uh, Jonah Lowe, Nariki, Mantefi, um, Nekins, and Tava into the same team? He can't. You only have three of them. So, yeah, some, some real, real um, uh, headaches for the uh, Highlanders coaches, but in a real good way. I see it in those
2: back three. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, it's been—I mean, why sucking no a hollow, man? That's the last time we've really been excited about a, a you know, an outside back that can actually just do something. Like tough and to me is a guy where, if you are in the spot of bother and you're running out of ideas, you can throw on the ball and just say, "Have a go," because he's got that X factor sort of capabilities that could just make something happen. Uh, the Highlanders have travelled for, I think, far too long, especially in those midfield and outside back channels with guys who are just uh I guess you'd say like say steady sort of players who do what they do well. Uh sort of probably more power game players who try to break tackles lack that real extra uh, Nariki was kind of that guy and he's kind of he's showing glimpses of that capabilities. But to have someone you know like the days of Naholo where you could throw him the ball and say, just chip and chase and and chase it and go you're so fast you know do something unpredictable do something that think players won't expect i think that those wings especially offer that sort of style of rugby so it's exciting who starts who doesn't start um yeah it's a real question mark about it Uh, i mean gilbert has been covering 10 as well in the last couple of seasons so there's always that option that he might be fitting in there somewhere as well if injuries, movement changes do occur, and and again, will one of those guys ship up and take some time in midfield? So, who knows what's going to happen there? Don't like that sort of thing, but there's just too much talent out there to leave any of those guys sitting in the stands for too much of the season. So, exciting to see. Good see, uh begun.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: I know, there again, I mean, I thought he he actually, for a a non-New Zealand player coming into the competition, is probably one of the better to adapt to the competition than we've seen from others. So good to see they actually got him on a couple-year contract to come back again. But yeah, it's fun. And I think, like I say, if you can give them the ball, and I think a lot of these wingers are guys who will come and get the ball too. They won't just sit on wings. I would have them playing like you know, come in, take 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 the centre channel, just do something different, look for work, uh, and yeah, you know, Jonah Lowe sort of player would would do that sort of thing as well. And we've seen the Ricky do that a lot at his time in the Highlanders, so it, it should be on paper. It looks very very exciting and something the Highlanders have lacked drastically for a number of years now since you know those mid20 teens right so i'm excited for it i'm really really excited for it
0: otherwise there's too much bulk on the wings in the past no speed uh yeah i wouldn't say too much bulk because I mean let's be honest um temperature is bulky enough but he's got speed as well and um, so it's not, about, yeah. it's not about it's not about um, it's not about bulk it's about speed or, or lack of it um and you've had a mixture either of guys who can't run who can't be too or or you've had your Narikis, who are a bit underweight um potentially in some in some cases whereas um Toto I me is someone that you can just you can he was, he was he can be a get out of jail card for you because mm-hmm. if he if he hasn't got anything on he can he will just get over the game line for you with yeah. because of his power. Uh now you don't want to be using him that way too often because that's wasting all his other talents. Um but he can be used as that get out of jail card, um, just get us a get us some front football and we can work from there um from, from that point of view. So um Clark Dermody comes back as well. Uh, I think uh I don't think we've actually had been negative about any position um, across all of these. We've pointed out there are a couple of areas where inexperience could cause issues, um, but that's not necessarily... But um, but we do like the fact that uh, the majority of the players who have been brought in are either um, quality... Uh, well, you've, you've got a couple of guys from the Blues, maybe. Um, but apart from that, uh, is, especially amongst the forwards is that local um, recruitment um the guys who come on short-term contracts have been given extended contracts this year as well, um, rather than again just throwing them aside and going. Now nah, we'll um, we'll we'll try and we'll try and buy in some experience. Um, it really is a development. So we think they've got. Yeah, it just looks like they've got their the pathways working in the right direction um, here um, with these teams and players who want to be down at the Hollanders rather than players who let's be honest in the past you've had who are kind of like. Oh shit! I've just been sacked by the, um, by, the by the Hurricanes. I, I just need somewhere to play rugby, uh, which has happened um, before. Um, you've got players here who actually want to be there. I think on the whole side. So I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm positive about the Highlanders uh, this year. Um, and uh, as you say, low expectations. I'm not expecting to go ahead and, r- and win the tournament. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just. I, but I think they can grow on 2023, and uh, we can see some good rugby uh, and the fans enjoying the fact they've got local players playing for them who are putting the effort and seeing the style improve.
2: Yeah, I 100% agree with you there massively. I mean, this going local is good for so many reasons. not only, like, say you got players who want to play there, but they're not going to use the club as a stepping stone. You know, if they are successful, they're probably going to stay because, you know, this is the chance that they've built, the team they've built through. And they've developed through, and they've built themselves essentially over seasons to become as good as they are, right? So they want to be there. They want to see success. They don't just want personal success; they want team success for their team. Uh, And of course, how much you know? You got to think about professionalism these days. How much more money does it cost to hire a player from Auckland, relocate him to Dunedin, pay for something for him to live, give him a job? You know, these got they're there already. They're there. <laughs> just here's a contract. You get this much per a game. You score a try, whatever. Thank you. We'll see your training. You know, it just simplifies everything, right? It's just it's a no brainer.
0: Yeah, Jamie Joseph as, as director. Um, also, it'll be interesting to see how he and uh, um, Clark Henry get some um, kind, of, kind of mesh, uh, because sometimes your your director of rugby doesn't mesh well. I mean, look, I mean Gatland um, at the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that really worked. Uh, I think it was really more a um, Kind of somewhere to park him until he got another job, um, and uh, whilst the uh, but um, Clayton McMillan was very was very clear that uh, he was calling the shots once he was head once he was head coach, not Gatland. Gatland was supporting him um, if he asked for it, rather than um, Gatland giving him guidance as as a director. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that uh, how that relationship goes between the two of them. Hopefully it goes well, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that Clark Dermody just ends up leaving halfway through the season and and Joseph taking over um but um yeah but we'll see but it's uh as i uh it's bringing someone back who's got international experience and also has um got a history with the uh with the franchise as well he knows the franchise he's not coming in fresh home to learn it so yeah no good um uh let's, let's hope that also also works moving on then to the capital um to the um hurricanes and um the uh looking at some um, uh, the, the, the front row then. Um, Owen Franks heads back to the Crusaders. <laughs> Jeez, how, how old is he? <laughs> um, is he like he's been around for, for, forever? Um, 36. 36, wow, 36. yeah. Um, so maybe he has got a bit of rugby left in him. Um, but um, yeah, that's, he's definitely not the future, is he? Um, and then uh, you've got um, Luakai coming in from, uh, from Wellington. So again, recruiting locally. Um, but uh, again... Um, you've, you've got continuity there in your props. Luakai, Lomax, Mafaleo, Namia, Rackety Stones and um, Tussi. So, yeah, again, uh, a nice set of props there um, to, uh, to to build around. Um, you've got some um, uh, Dane Coles um, leaving um, and also um, Fiverr uh, off to Bath from in the, um, he was only there really on short-term replacement uh, in the hookers. So, again, continuity with the Moa and um derby there being added to with O'Reilly from wellington so yet another local guy who has both of those two um new guys coming in will have been training with this squad last year so um lots of continuity in that front row which is um something that you need, you, you you need um there so um so yeah i'm that's, uh, i'm positive or happy um with that front row for the um uh, for the hurricanes no major worries
2: yeah, it looks looks good. Looks good on paper, right? Uh, injury concerns, keeping those guys, key guys fit. Uh, we've yeah. seen, you know, Lomax, especially. I think is is a massive, massive key for that front row. He's proven himself, I think, over the last probably not the twelve months, but you know, the last six or eight months, he's really stepped up throughout that World Cup and become actually, you know, with the group that is for the All Blacks, a, a front row or a, a propping pillars, as they call them. For, for that future of the team. So he's going to be key in uh, just dragging the rest of those guys up. But your yeah, continuity's there. I'm expecting, demanding, you know? I'll, I'll go out there. I'm demanding a big season from Al this year. I mean, he come into the Super in Rugby being, you know, the be-all and end-all of hookers It was going to just transform the world. Uh, and has oh, a, little bit... a little bit... A
0: harsh. I think, um, look, he, he, he was, uh, at a very young age, he was into the All Blacks um, uh, wider training squad. Um, and was and and yes he was seen as being the next the next guy to, to to come in after um Coles and um and taylor and he hasn't lived up to that that's true um i'm not sure he's wow. the uh, he was he, he, not sure anyone's expecting him to um to, to to redefine the role of hooker in world rugby but um but look this is this this is a key season for it absolutely as, as nocturn Wright says dane Coles isn't there anymore there's no excuse for him not being the, He is the man and we need to see him step up and prove that that he can, he can handle the pressure of being the guy, um, and uh, and and that he hasn't, he's not going to do anything silly like come in overweight after off season. Um, that he actually knows what it means to be a professional rugby player. Now, to be fair, he's a few years older now than when that happened, um, and when we had those stories coming around. So let's just hope he's grown up into this role and is ready and is mature enough. Um, I think it's probably more uh, his mindset than anything else uh, will make or break him. For this season.
2: I think if he doesn't have a big year this year, he's he's off. He's off overseas. He's going to cash in. Because I, I think surely he's smart enough to know that he can't just toil away as being a, a mid-roader, super rugby player, and then go on to what next? You've got to cash in soon later. Go over. home, Hey, you know, Northern Hemisphere, French, English, who knows, sort of rugby style, could, could change him as a player in terms of his style or the way he plays in that rugby could make a different player out of him. Uh, So a massive huge turning point for him. I think he he was a defining sort of player for the position because Dane Coles very was a a defining player in the way he played and, you know, his width, you know, and Amur was Dane Coles on drugs, essentially, when he was coming through those systems. It's like, hey, we've seen Dane Coles do these cool things. He scampers down the sideline like a little rabbit. And you know, can still bowl player out of the field. Now, this guy's got pace and he's got power. He doesn't it on the sidelines, he does it straight up the middle. He looks good, you know. And I think he maybe not redefined style, but he's going to take it to that next level. We've kind of stagnated, right? Um, yeah. and if anything, hookers have maybe gone a step backwards to being more of a you know, a, a not so exciting player, just another prop sort of style of bumbling around the field. So I'm expecting massive things. Uh, yeah, make or break 100%. Big year this year into the All Blacks, or we'll see him at uh, who knows, Newcastle Falcons probably, uh, in 2024
0: 20, 25. <laughs> now, whilst I'm, I'm happy with those, I'm not, I'm not so happy with what they've done at Lock, to be honest with you. Dominic Bird, James Blackwell, Hugo Plummer, uh, but Blackwell going overseas, the other two dropped, returning to, to Wellington, bringing in Ben Grant from San Diego Legion, um, Josh Tuala uh, from Manawa 2, and James Tucker from the Blues. Um, how did the um, Highlanders um, cope with this sort of situation well in their situation what they would do is the guy who was on the short term contract would get the long term contract and they have that continuity whereas uh here in the hurricanes they've sent him back to um back, back to npc um, and then gone shopping around around the country for players now to be fair um Twilers from uh, two he's that's from the catchment area but um Ben Grant uh, and James Tucker are not um, they've gone shopping elsewhere um so you've got Delaney Grant um, Sangster, um, uh, Talua, uh, Tucker, and um, Walker Laurie. Now Walker Laurie, I've got lots of time for. I think he's, a, he's a real good cool, player, but I'm not sure who the hell I'd have with him <laughs> out of the rest of them. Um, and I don't see that growth. I don't see that uh, that, that pipeline uh, that I saw with the Highlanders. So, um, and this has always been a problem area for the Hurricanes. Um, let's be honest; it has been the engine room. They've just not had the beef in there. Um, and um, to, um, to 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 provide the weight at scrum time um, to uh, to to get the height. They've had far too many um, mobile um, locks uh, and not enough um, uh, not enough uh, meat in there. And uh, yeah, so this to me um, is a place that um, that I'm uh, that, uh, yeah um, Locks on right. Yeah, Workman locks. Uh, looking for Delaney to step up and suck a good solid pickup. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. I'm not. There's nothing there exciting. Uh, and and potentially, if you lose walk, um, Walker Laurie to injury, that's I mean, I, I, it. Suddenly becomes a a worrying um, area for me uh, in this Hurricanes team.
2: You know, I did not know James Tucker was so old. I was going to say good pick up because he's had a few years of Super Rugby. He's shown a bit of experience, and someone was going to pick him up because he's sort of that sort of guy that's good for your squad. But 29 years of age. Um, really being in all about didn't even know he played for Zebri for a, oh, a season, um, and Japan and the Brumbies. I did know he played for the Brumbies, so uh, a little bit of a journey, man. So, the question to me is, why drop the 32 year old Dominic who who is very much the same? If not, wouldn't you consider a bit more of an experienced high level player than a Tucker for the season coming up? Um, question mark on that one, but yeah, what is with also. Here's a question for you. What is with the Hurricanes and these high-potential forwards that never really deliver the mark? You you could list a number of them. The list that have been successful is probably, you know, on a hand. Bird retired. Oh, okay, 32. Geez, that's unheard of, right? You think, you know, everyone's wanting to be LeBron James these days and play till they're 40. But, you know, you (laughs) you look through this team, don't you? And so many players promise so much. And it seems to me, when you talk about the Hurricanes, it's typically like this. They have such good, high-potential players that get to this level and just kind of fall off the wheels. To me, three years ago, Walker Leary, was, I was putting him to be an All Black in the next couple of years. I thought he was that good. Big guy, good, tall, solid, gets around the park, impactful guy. I, I really, really liked him. I still do. But he seems to have got... In Super Rugby and gone, hey, I'm here. I'm a starting Super Rugby player and gone, okay, I'm cool. And just cruise along, yeah. right? I, I haven't seen that progress. You know, Al again, we already talked about him, but you know, up, oh, hey, I'm breaking the world. And even he's probably gone down a bit. Uh, and more names we'll talk about later on. But do you think it's the same with Wellington, like the, the, their setup, or they're just unlucky?
0: Uh, no, I know he's going to be their setup um, and how you motivate these players at the end of the day. Um, the uh and, and who you pick who who you decide to bring through um uh, see how hungry are they uh yeah what what do they what do they want to achieve um and uh at the crusaders you know you're coming in and you're expected to achieve winning championships and if you're not winning championships you failed, right um well if you're coming the hurricanes that culture isn't there of just of winning multiple championships so um it's about okay yep look we're we're doughty fighters we're doing well all right cool i'm i'm i'm, I'm and that, and that's probably part of the culture, um, and that's probably something that Andy Surveyor has has, uh, has sort of um, struggled with uh, at the Hurricanes and the fact that he 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 there's a guy who I want to be winning and I want to be and yes. and I think he's probably I think some of the times some of his frustration we've seen from him perhaps is probably that the uh, it doesn't get the same from some of his um, his teammates. Um, talking of him and then into the uh, um, into the um, the Lucies. Um, uh Labashur and Princep go back to um back to MPC and Surveyor is having somatical over in um, Japan. And uh so two players who were just who, who didn't play last year anyway, um plus what well, the talisman of this team going away, and the way to replace him obviously is with England's very own Brad Shields, who's returning from Perpignan. Union. Um so yeah, look, it brings experience. Um but at 32, having uh hasn't, been, hasn't played for England since uh 2019, never really, I only got nine caps, never really kind of got himself being the man there. Um, but um, so yeah, I mean, Flanders, Howden, Lucy, Karifi, uh, Laka, Brad Shields. Um, I don't see what you're getting with Brad Shields to be honest with you. I'd much rather um, they brought through a young guy um, from one of their local provinces rather than bring Brad Shields in um, because you've already got Devon Flanders um, who have got experience, you don't need an experienced guy in there to kind of lead uh, the, this, this this group of Lucys. Um, So I, I don't see what he's adding. And I think it's a, a poor signing for me.
2: Yeah, I, I don't mind. Like okay. the yeah, the signing is crap. Yeah, Shields hundred percent trash. Uh, the only thing he did overseas was grow a big beard and look like a complete fool. Uh, so no, I'll see you later. I don't mind. Uh, Brad see Dubsi Karifi uh, Peter Lacklight, but those those guys for me, that's my six, seven, eight. I mean who plays six, who plays eight. Yeah, okay, we'll see. But yeah, seven for Karifi. I mean, that's that's the guys. Flanders on the bench. Okay, there we go. Let's move. Uh Shields enjoy the season of running training. And what did Red Prince do? What? Don't tell me he's retired because it, it says nothing about him retiring, but man. A solid little experience, sort of player, would you ship him out to bring in a guy like Shields? I mean, no, thank you again. Continuity, keep what you've got. You're just moving a guy for the sake of moving a guy and bringing back. Can we, can we stretch and call Brad Shields a bit of a Hurricane's talisman? Maybe I mean, no, a probably... stretch, but... oh, no, oh, it's a real stretch, but
0: I know it's an international draw card. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm looking to those guys. They're my future. Um, I'm looking yep. at, you know, Brady lc 25. Uh, like I is, uh, doesn't actually say his age, but he's around that same sort of uh, indication as well. Powerful players. Um, they're my future for me. Uh, I'm expecting big things. And Creepy, another name. Up, stood out, flatlined. Um, another big season I'm expecting from him. Hurricanes, I've got massive expectations for, and I'm expected to be
0: disappointed. I was going to say, yeah, I wouldn't have much <laughs> expectations at all, personally. Um, yeah, I don't see. I mean, Reed at 30, 73 games for the for the, for the Hurricanes. I mean, he's, if you're talking about a guy who's a stalwart of the team, he's much more that than Brad Shields ever was. Uh, 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 so, yeah, to me, I don't get that. I don't get that, um, didn't get that signing. Um, Brad Shields, of Brad Brad Shields oh, happy with those Lucy's, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. Decent, decent set of Lucy's, But why why bring Brad Shields in? Um, 100, 100
2: caps, man. He's an icon.
0: <laughs> um coming into the scrum halves then um jamie booth um heads uh heads back to um mpc and uh logan henry is released um tj perenara didn't play last year wow um the uh records on here um so you've got um uh richard judd coming back from or uh, from uh San Diego legion legion plus tj perenara and camroy god on, just give camroy god the jersey please um it's fine, I mean, fine to have um, TJ bernard around as a leader off the pitch, um, but um, please you've got to give Camroy God um, the jersey and the opportunity here. Um, out of those, out of those three, uh, again, what are you getting with Richard Judd coming back? Uh, there, I'm, I'm sure there would be. To me, that's that's again that's money wasted because he, he's going to be on um, uh, a, a, a decent contract. You'd think uh, to um, uh, to come back um, or. So, um, so to me, yeah, one that I don't understand. Um, uh, I think some wasted money there in Shields and um Judd. If you're going to keep you, you either keep you either bring Judd back or or you keep parent TJ I you don't keep don't do both. Uh, and you bring a young guy in, um, to um, uh, to, to come through as well. And look at how the Chiefs have gone about it, um, with Xavier Rowe and um, Cameroy and um, oh, I've gone to, uh, anyway, two young guys. There, you don't need to have um, you're, you're two experienced guys in there. And to me, yeah, again, waste, wasted money. It's a bad squad building, but otherwise happy with those players.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only one name there for me. Roy Guard's the guy. <laughs> he's the guy. I'm sorry. Uh, no, after that World Cup, after a season last year, he, I think he's the future. He is the future. I just, oh, his, yeah. his play style and... I mean, he looked like he wanted to be there. He Again, look, we, like we talked about the Hurricanes, guys that just don't want to make that next step. He looked desperate to make that next step and desperate to make a difference. Uh, his attitude, his style, his impacts At an international level, I don't care who his opposition is. The All Blacks play at a, at a, at a standard, right? Uh, whoever they're against Namibia or they're against France, it doesn't matter. Uh, our Roy guard fit that bill, man. I think black jersey, number nine. I don't care about the yellow one. Um, on default, that's his. The black one is his too, uh, straight away. No
0: question. Um, and then outside, then Brett Cameron, Aidan Morgan and uh, Ruben Love, um, a group of, I, I've lost Ruben Love down here as a, as a fullback. Um, I think those, he, he can all step up to 10. Um, again, those three, happy with those. Um, Hopia uh, returns to um, uh, Kenny's Manukau, but he was, he was only on a short term anyway. And, um, Sorry, Ho not Hopia. Ho Um, and then um so yeah, so happy with uh, with those. Look, it's a very, very settled back line um <laughs> compared to um that, um uh compared to that pack because you all your centers were there before in Barrett, um Higgins, Proctor, Sullivan, um, and Emmanuel Jensen, and again in um your wings, Josh Morby, uh, Kiki Naholo, Kikina um Rayasi. Um, and um, Daniel Sinkinson, again, very, very settled. Anyone to leave is Junior Surveyor. Off to Moana Pacifica. Um, uh, he's very replaceable, let's be on- honest. Um, Harry Goodf- Godfrey gets um, steps up from a uh, short-term replacement to uh, a full-term contract um, at fullback. Um, so, look, if um, a um, very, very settled backline, Why they've brought Punavai in from uh, from the Chiefs, I don't really understand that signing. Again, I would have tried to bring someone young through who was uh, a local signing because again, Sinkinson—he's um, come through from uh, from Waikato. Um, so yeah, lots of signings from far away rather than trusting your local development pathways. Um, nothing against Punavai as a as a player, um, but with Morby, with um, Rayassi, Sinkinson—you've already got decent players who have proven themselves. Kikanaholo, uh, look, looks great, but just injured all the time. Uh, unfortunately um has been a problem he's been at the Chiefs he's been at the um the Crusaders and now is at uh and, and now is hurricanes um so again a guy who's bounced around a bit looking for a home uh hopefully he's found it now um but yeah, we get very subtle back line um no glaring weaknesses or, or gaps per se I think that's um the question is can that engine room give them good ball I think
2: this is typical Crusaders. Oh, sorry, Hurricanes, yes. isn't it? Typical Hurricanes. Decent backs. They'll do something if they get the ball. If they have the opportunities, they've got the talent, they've got the ability, they've got the speed, they've got the power, they've got all the tools, they've got the experience, they don't have the errors, in the, well, they might have the errors, but they don't have the weaknesses, as other sides may have in positions, but are they going to be running on their heels all the time uh, and that pack not giving them the ball? I mean, this is just... 101 Hurricanes, if you're new to Super Rugby, welcome. This is how the Hurricanes are every single year. uh, And they struggle with it. It's such a contrast to their forward pack, isn't it? It's just bewildering. I'm looking forward to them, though. Again, high expectations because I think, again, a lot of guys in here with a high ceilings that could become very quality players for New Zealand rugby. Aidan Morgan, Ruben Love, especially. Right up there at the top of my list, I think they have the quality to be brilliant players, Baylon Sullivan, I really like as as well, so a lot of guys that I think could be really, really special, and do something brilliant, and if they get the service, they can really do something special, again, like you say, it's settled, it's pretty much the same back line, okay, the the nice, um, you know, bus ticket, the man who everyone loves, and likes to see is gone. Uh, That's great for Moana. Brilliant. Like to see it. Putovai, you talked about players jumping teams. Putovai's done that as well. He's been all over the show. Uh, But I mean, he adds experience and he doesn't look out of place in their life. He started, you know that he's going to get you a, a solid performance. But yeah, it's a missed opportunity to add a youngster into a very experienced setup and go, hey, this is how we roll around here. This is Super Rugby. Welcome. Have 20 minutes here or there. Learn the game. And, you know, next year, you could be, you know, full-time of and getting in more game time. So, missed chance there, I think, uh, for them, for someone through their catchment areas. But, all in all, looks solid. It's going to do well if it gets the ball. So, here's hoping. High expectations, ready for disappointment.
0: Put he's only 25, so he's not actually that, yes. that old, to be fair. Yep. And he's already played for the Crusaders, the Highlanders, Chiefs, and Hurricanes. <laughs> and he's now signed with the Hurricanes. He's only got to add the Blues next year. And uh, and, he, and he's got the full set. Um, His career's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wow, yes, um, I didn't realise he would. Uh, he'd um, uh, yeah, he, he bounced around quite so much. Um, but um, the, again, another player who you hope has found a found a home um, uh, there and in in, in, in in this team. Um, and then the other big change: Jason Holland is off to the All Blacks. Um, and um, Clark Laidlaw um, comes in from the uh, from New Zealand Sevens, so it's going to be interesting to see how Laidlaw um, settles in um, at, uh, at at this this kind of level. Um, looking at his history, uh, look, he's been assistant coach at the uh, Hurricanes and also London Irish. Um, so this is his first head coaching role um, as a fifth uh, in Fifteens, um, which is interesting. He hasn't come through the NPC and and had a team there. Um, the way that most uh, a lot of head coaches would do. So I'll be interested to see how he how he goes how he how he comes through. Um, also, perhaps part of these some of these signings that we've seen in here, like punavi maybe Richard Judd, Brad Shields, um, Ben Grant, um, is because he hasn't or uh, hasn't had time um, to, uh, to 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 sort of work through and know um, the local pathways. Um, maybe that's part of why we've got players like that coming in. Um, as he's just trying to fill holes with experienced players that you know he can trust, um, that will, will do it, do, him, do him a job. Um, he doesn't necessarily need to find someone who's going to change the team because, as you say, this is a, this is a very settled team. Um, in fact, this is possibly the most settled team um, out of all of the New Zealand franchises from memory. Um, so yeah, these. Uh, when you're coming off the back of, an all, of, of a World Cup winning year, you've got a subtle team like this. You should be, as you say, gunning, thinking, this is a year where we can knock over those Crusaders. They've lost Richard Mawanga. We can knock over a, um, a Chiefs. They've lost um, Ritalik um, and other players. So we can knock over the Blues. They've lost Bowdoin Barrett. Um, this is year, we, we we should be making a own for the championship. Do I expect them to? Hell no. <laughs> with this squad they should that's as you say that should be the expectation but i just don't trust the hurricanes to do that
2: you know what? I, was, I was thinking when you're talking there about uh the coaching stuff um and how they're taking over from ladlaw as the head coach so it's like yeah that's all well and good okay Sevens coach uh he's probably going to be more helpful right to the backs and, and fast and you know fitness and that sort of things right that they bring with sevens that's what i'm you know, being very cliche about my thinking I thought, Well, who else is you know, who else is going to step up for this forward pack? Who's going to represent this forward pack in a coaching capacity? So just for everyone's interest, if you don't know this already, uh Bryn Evans was the last one to join their coaching staff, um, as a former All Black and Hurricane. He is their line out and kickoff coach, very specific. Um, so he's the one to blame if the line out and kickoffs go to crap. The coaching staff consists of Tyler Blindell, okay, Corey Jane. Okay, Corey, uh, Jamie McIntosh, uh, and of course, head coach Craig Laglaw. So, um, Jamie McIntosh is the only one who's going to really be pushing around this forward pack as a forward, which kind of concerns me when you talk about motivation and determination and wanting more as a player. Is he a sort of player who... You Do to, to you drive that sort of mentality and ambition? To me, I say no. I say a decent little player, but him himself very much was a, a, a mediocre settler in, in his own career and didn't really push through those levels. Uh, Blindell, much the same. Uh, jumped ship before he really took off his career. Corey Jane, okay, X-Factor, brilliant. He is your world-class guy. What does he bring? Uh, I think a fun coach on pizza day on Friday, but... As,
0: so he's down as, as, as defense coach and you think, actually I want Corey J running my attack. Yes. <laughs> Whereas actually they've got some um, uh, blind out running the, uh, running the attack side of things. Um, yes. So where's, um,
2: the, where's the hard ass, you know, where's the guy who's going to crack these guys and say, look, you know, I want oh, get Hardy Savia back as a coach. You know, where's the, where's the passion, you know, these guys, are, I mean, you know, they, they just don't seem to have that killer instinct. You know what I mean? I, I just don't see someone who's really just going to crack down this team and, and make them better. This is a team of, player, a team of coaching stuff to me is just going to be like, look at the positives and say, you know, that was good. Um, let's go again next week, despite the fact they lost by six points, you know? Um, yep. You know, no one's just going to go, hey, hey we, we lost. I mean, yes, you did this well. But come on, uh, if we cleaned up these areas here and, and you know push that narrative, you know what I mean? That just seems like they're not going to have that 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 badass guy is going to be the bad guy, who's who's just going to be a complete arsehole and and just dr- drive these guys to become better. If, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because I can see Corey Jane being one of the lads, and yes, uh, and, and 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 motivating that 100. way, which is a and and it's needed you need that you, but you need that mix at the end of yes. the day yeah we're not saying that these are all um bad oh, in the wrong way good you know, but we're just it's a mix yeah
2: it's, it's a mentality like you got a lot of laddie lad makes guys who would have played with these guys Like Blindell, he went overseas pretty young but as a player you know uh very similar sort of career lines to them right um so he, I just feel like they need someone who's yeah just gonna just take the scruff of the neck and 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 you know throw the water bottle Throw cheers! They need it.
0: <laughs> Bring Alex Ferguson in. Um, the <laughs> yes, <laughs> director of rugby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we were going to touch. Our, we were going to go through the Australian team as well, but you know what, folks? We've run out of time. Um, at the end of the day, we, we spent more time what on these surprise. two teams than we did. We did five teams last time. Um, so, um, so part three will come next week. Um, yeah, we'll get back into a um a, a weekly rot- weekly rotation. Now we've had our um or well, now I've had my Christmas break. Um, Steve has been uh, continually churning out content on his channel. Um but yes, yeah, so let's be honest, I've gone quiet um over, over December and um well over December basically. Um taking on a new job doing uh, basically being a um, a tour guide here in um in Waihee, doing tours of the um the gold mine um and also bike tours as well through the gorge. Um so um Yep, that's my uh, that's that's my new um, my my new job. If you want to know when uh, the um when gold was discovered in Waihee, I know the year. Um and, Book uh, toys. And, and um so yes, so so that's that's uh, that, that's what I'm doing, as well as also selling my uh, my wooden toys, which is always a big and uh, the, the busy time of year for that is always in the to Christmas, hence why um I kind of uh, got swamped with other stuff, folks. But now uh, now the new year is here. Um the, uh, the, other, the other problem also has been that the Mondays have been Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Um, so I was, kind of like, I was thinking, yeah, Steve's not going to be up for doing a show on Christmas Day. Um, I, <laughs> I would have been. Oh, well, perhaps I could have done. Um, I was, because, um, yeah, I, I didn't have my kids this year, so I could have done a show on Christmas Day. I'm not sure how many people would have watched it, um, but uh, but there you go. Um, so, folks, yeah, we'll, we'll get back into the routine of Mondays um, at 8 p.m. And next week we'll touch or oh, well, we'll have a look at the um, Australian team's. Um, plus have a look at some of the news um that has been uh, going on um over the uh, time we've been off as well so um thank you very much steve it's been an absolute pleasure yet again um and uh, hope you're uh, yeah hope you hope you actually get some news about uh, the upcoming um, computer uh, game release
2: <laughs> i'll keep you updated don't worry
0: so yeah check back in next monday for that um so yeah stay safe folks and uh, catch you then